Hello, and welcome to Episode 4 of The Art of Adaptation, a podcast sponsored by Michigan State University's College of Arts and Letters. I'm Nate Davis. This week on the podcast, we talk to Nett Angelini, an actor and improviser based in Chicago. She talks to us about the impact the pandemic has had on the Chicago theater scene, ways people have been creating from home, and the future of online entertainment. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking to Nat Angelini, who is a Chicago-based creator, artist. Nat, do you want to say in your own words what you do? Sure. Yeah. I mean, when I, uh, when I graduated, I was just like, I'm a newly graduated BFA. I'm ready to audition and work and, you know, um, you know, figure out my path in Chicago along those lines. I, I kind of steered more towards comedy, more towards improv and sketch comedy. Um, and that's kind of been where most of my work has been thus far, although I have done um, some plays and some voiceover work as well. So I'll just say in any facet of what, uh, what an actor, what a new, a new actor she would be, that's kind of what I'm gearing towards right now. That's awesome. And obviously, since you're skewing towards comedy, I know you do work with uh, Abel and Humor for Hope. Yeah. And you've also been doing stuff with Second City. How does comedy work without an audience or timing? Have you been able to adapt to that at all? Oh my, without an audience? I mean, I'll, I'll give a lot of like pretty honest answers. I haven't done a bunch of like this whole Zoom improv thing where a lot of people are like coming in and like doing bits with each other in that way. Um, so in terms of audience wise, I can't really give a, a super good answer, but um, with improv and sketch, uh, it's, it's, I think it's really good to stay in touch with the people that you've been working with and, you know, just like jotting down some bits that you've been doing, although they might seem, you know, trivial. It's like, it's still content that like you can bring towards, uh, hopefully to one day that theaters can open again, that you can use in that regard. So, um, just been, you know, writing things with people, just quick things here and there, I think it's pretty big, but with Abel and, uh, with Abel especially, this semester was really, uh, I don't know if you guys want me to talk about this a lot, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, Abel we, uh, was really pivotal for us this semester because we always have a show in which they can like showcase their work because we're teaching them, you know, how to, how to act and perform and how to give that art to people. So it's kind of a tough concept to, to tell these actors um, that that won't like, be a thing for them this semester, but we did a really, really good job. We, we wrote a book and there were some um, aspects that we did over Zoom that we recorded, like we did the whole um, out, out, damn spot, and we gave everyone a little chunk of, uh, of text, and we recorded it and spliced it all together, and it looks really good, and we had them just like do some artwork and put it all into a book, so we were still able to give art back to the people who wanted to see it and art to the community, but it wasn't with an audience, and I think after a while, they were actually like pretty jazzed about it. They were like, oh, this is the first book that Abel did? Like, I'm a part of something so special, and it's like, yeah, you are, like, Every, every piece of art you put out there is uh, being a part of something special, you know what I mean? So, so that's definitely been something that I've, I've found to be really lovely these past couple months, Abel especially. You good, Nate? Yeah, I just forgot the question I was going to ask. Oh, okay. I can talk for a while. <laughs> yeah, if you want to just give us some more insight into how you've noticed other people in, in your industry and, and how you've been in contact with them and 
how that creation of, of stuff has changed. Definitely. I mean, um, there's a huge stand-up community in Chicago. So there's a ton of uh, like Facebook groups and like little side Zoom meetings in which people will come in and they'll give like maybe like five, 10 minutes of content and then they'll get response to it. And, you know, from other comedians, it's strangely enough, it's not super open to uh, other like non standups to come and see which has been kind of funny like I'll ask my friend I'm like oh I'd love to see like your stand-up zoom like can you give me the link and he's like oh like it's kind of on the down low and I'm like, okay. but I think it's more like to workshop their material more than it is to like get a ton of content out there but that's also like just as important to like workshop your material and like make sure that it's like really clean and I think a lot of people are using this time to to write some really really good and poignant jokes um so i think after i mean like i said we don't know when theaters will open again but i have a really good feeling that when you know things dissipate and like we can go and see theater again we're gonna see a lot of really quality shit you know so i'm excited for that and that's what that's what a lot of my friends have been doing in terms of how i uh communicate with like other comedians in terms of writing stuff FaceTime, man, you know, <laughs> technology's been sick. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll FaceTime. And even if it doesn't seem like we're uh, FaceTiming to write stuff or just like, oh, we'll like FaceTime to catch up, you know, you, I mean, you guys know when you're with other actors and with other comedians, it's just like time to do a bit here because this is our job, you know what I mean? So, um, so it's just been a lot of that. And it's like, oh, well, that could be something like we could write that. That would be funny. Um, so it's just, just, staying in touch with people and, and making sure that everyone's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's always good to check up on people, you know? You talked a lot about, you know, when everything comes back, but obviously there's been a lot of financial impact for a lot of these small theaters and a lot of these small comedy clubs and including with the Black Lives Matter movement, there's been a lot of pressure on them as well that, you know, the future is uncertain, very different. What do you think like the future of comedy looks like in Chicago? Man, that's such a good question. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, financially there are, like, I could think on the top of my head, like, three theaters right now that are just, now they're not opening, like, as much as, um, as much as we'd like them to, but, I mean, hey, if, if there was, oh, God, that's such a tough question. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of backlash to it, and there's a lot of places that obviously need a lot of reform and a lot of work, and there's just going to be less there's going to be less theaters open, which just calls for like good comedians to start doing like really important comedy. Like there's, there's a way to do comedy and, and make it like of the times and, and relevant and important. Um, it's not just, you know, clowns going up. It, like in, like in Shakespeare, like the clowns, the, the smartest character, like that's what, that's what we're doing up there. That's like, it's exactly what we have to do. It's um, like writing comedy that reflects the times and also can comment upon the times and, do things that you know are relevant and important um but yeah the future of comedy here is going to be really different especially because there's not as many theaters that are going to be open i mean i hope there's still going to be like classes and stuff and there's going to be a lot of you know i would love to see more theaters being open i mean like i that's such a hard thing to say because it's you know a financial burden to do that but i've seen a ton of like of my friends online that want to start um that want to start theaters that that are like more represent, like, like uh, have more representation for people. Like that's exactly what we need. So I'd love to see that be implemented and 
and put out into the world some some more theaters that that care about the people who are doing work for them. Do you think this sort of online type comedy shows, do you think those and other sorts of changes that have come about because of the pandemic, do you think those things will stay or do you think they'll evolve into new normal ways of doing comedy and, and theater? That's a question. I mean, a lot of, um, I'm. it's funny, like you see in, in corporate stuff and just regular day to day jobs, like people are realizing how like feasible it is to do work from home and like how um, accessible it is. I, yeah, I think a lot of this will stick. I mean, there's a lot of like virtual classes that seem to be popping off that you, you know, obviously you won't be paying as much for because you're not like in class and like kind of getting that, you know, nitty gritty like person to person stuff. But there is still like a wealth of information that you can learn from people just through online stuff. So I, I think a lot of it will stick. And especially because when, you know, when slash if theaters do open, the capacity I'm sure will probably be a little wonky. So, I mean, maybe classes will be like half online, half not, like kind of like what schools are maybe gonna even be doing. So um, yeah, I think a lot of it will stick because it's kind of working in some ways. I mean, it's, it's always good to look at the positives. I mean, uh, there are good things that are coming of this and a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of creators are kind of coming together. I mean, look at TikTok. <laughs> like, TikTok's huge right now, but there's like a ton of comedy on TikTok that's like absolutely popping off. Like, it seems like a silly app, but they said that about like YouTube and Vine and people are making millions, millions. They're making a ton of money, man. So yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely think that um, that's some of this online, like virtual education slash like brainstorming will We'll definitely have a place in the future. That's a really good outlook on it. And I really like how much you're emphasizing, you, you talked about a little bit earlier, just checking in on people and like putting artists first to make sure everybody's okay. And obviously like it's very hard to make money right now, even on the online capacities. Oh yeah. And it's something that, you know, it's great that people who want to keep doing it, keep doing it because it can be so hard even when you're working full time as many artists are in cities working full time and then doing their art on the side. And when the opportunities aren't available that the people who want to keep doing this, continue to do it and seeing how that will evolve. And that's just such a great, a great image of like how, how much art means to people and how much they're working through it. And especially at a time like this, I mean, what, what do you think comedy means at a time like this? Oh God. I mean, everything you just said, I completely um, echo and like agree with. Well, um, Comedy at a time like this, I mean, especially like what, what I, a lot of, if, if people want to like give art out, they're going to find a way to do it. Like they're going to find a way to like put it online, put it on Facebook, put it on YouTube, like do whatever, because like it's what actors and like comedians love to do. Like that's our, a, a big part of what I'm all about is like our purpose in life is to be of service to others. And for, for me, for like anybody else who like maybe is in comedy, I love making people laugh. Like I love, you know, like that. I love the, the reaction that people get. I mean, that's why people act. Like that's why I went to theater school with you guys. Like it's not just for the laughs. I mean, in terms of acting too, it's like, it could be any sort of communication that you have with an audience or with someone that, that's watching something of yours. It's, it's providing that emotion, that catharsis, that, that laugh, that cries, whatever it is. It's like, that's what 
comedians want to give out to people. So, and, and actors as well. I don't mean just comedians, but um, in terms of like why comedy is so important right now, it's like it's just as important for us as it is for anybody who's watching it. Like, I I find I find love in just giving it out too, as well as people who want to watch it, who like want to you know get in on it and like feel like they're a part of the joke and stuff. So, I, I don't think that there will be a shortage of comedy. I mean, I really hope not. I don't think so. I think people are, they have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of material right now too, because we've been doing nothing for three months. So it's like, what else is there to do but think of some funny stuff and, you know, hope it sticks. But yeah, uh, checking in on people is massively important. Like, text your friends, call your friends, <laughs> call your mom. That's such, such a healthy approach. Just check in with people, call your mom, talk to your <laughs> friends. That's such a great way to approach it. Thank you. <laughs> and obviously, a lot of people are turning to art and comedy right now. Like you said, people want to have that laugh experience. People have been watching Netflix nonstop. Yeah. I've been wanting to watch stand-up. I've been watching so much stand-up that I'm like running out of things to watch because there's nothing new coming out. I'll give you some. And, oh, you got some. <laughs> I'm sure that there's so many people that are creating great things. Do you think that once people come back onto the scene, Obviously, like we talked about a little bit, the future will be different about what will stay and what won't stay. But do you think that this will be something that stays as like a sticking point of comedy? Because, you know, there's cultural events that happen and then inform comedy for years. Do you think that this, is, this will just like stay as a hallmark of like, remember that one time and everybody can relate to it. And it's just like a universal experience that comedians just keep hearkening back to? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, probably. I mean, at least for a couple of years, I think the punchline of the joke will be like, coronavirus, and it's gonna be like, all right. Um, but I think people will find a funny way to, to make it work. But but yeah, like you're saying about, um, like everyone's like binge watching Netflix and stuff. It's like, take stock of what you're doing. Like you're watching, um, like you're watching all these comedians, like you're watching these Netflix shows, like at, like you're, you're putting a lot, not you, sorry, but like people who have been like just binge, you especially, no, people have been like binge watching stuff and like, like take stock of that. Like these are people, these are actors who are giving you their, you know, their gift. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, oh, being an actor is so easy. Like anyone can do it or it doesn't matter. Like there's not a ton of emphasis on arts uh, all the time, but yet people are constantly consuming art. <laughs> so it's like, um, yeah, just take, people should, I think th there should be more of an emphasis on taking stock of what, people have been doing to stay sane and a lot of that is watching comedy watching uh netflix watching dramatic things as well like it's all massively important art is very important and that's like a trivial statement but a lot of people like forget i don't think that's at all trivial and i'd love to give you the opportunity so what have you been doing to stay healthy what are some things that you've been enjoying as an artist or consuming other people's art what are some things that have been resources for you that have helped you either stay alive, stay healthy, stay happy during this time? What have you been looking to? Oh my gosh. Well, I, I know I touched on it a bit um, a, a, a bit ago, but this organization, ABLE, it's uh, Artists Breaking Limits and Expectations. We had rehearsal every week and it was just as like enlightening and like enriching to me as it was probably to the actors, like maybe even more so for me. Like we would just like hop on a Zoom and it would be, you know, like basically two and a half hours of, of working with, you know, actors who have uh, like Down syndrome or autism or just other developmental difference. And it's 
it's it's amazing like i i i been just like thinking about it so that kept me really that can be really engaged and really um i don't know it just it kept me really happy and like still very inspired to to act and like do what i do um so that's been huge um other things i've been doing to stay healthy i don't know exercise be 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 there for other people be there for yourself um hold yourself accountable do do fun things yeah i mean i uh I was, I had a really, a really lovely opportunity to a, um, it's been like a virtual play reading called groups of uh, 10 or more people. And we're doing a, uh, uh, a modernized adaptation of Love's Labor's Lost, which again, we're kind of doing similar to this. Like it's on a Zoom and like we'll screen record the Zoom and we're talking in character to one another. And um, that's been really neat. It's been really cool to just keep, keep that muscle alive to like memorize your lines and like uh, connect with someone else, even if it is through um, a screen. But I mean, it's the times, like it's like we might be doing this for a long time. So it's been great to, to get some practice in that. So that's been really, really neat. Um, and that just came about because I did a play with this really fabulous director. Like when I first moved to Chicago, I found this like random, uh, this random, audition listening and I was like I'll go because I you know whatever I'll do it uh, and I ended up doing the play and it was a ton of fun and the director then uh, you know asked me to do this really cool uh, voiceover thing and then had just started to do this uh, this uh, virtual play reading so all of that to say uh, everything we learned at MSU about uh, reputation and you know giving your all to an audition or uh, a rehearsal process like holds mega true like I would have never gotten like that's three opportunities just from you know this one director that I worked with and got along really beautifully with um, so there are a lot of things that MSU that I'm really thankful for that they that they gave me the uh, the tools to uh, to do well in this industry don't be afraid to shout yourself out. I believe, is that Little Brain Theater and the Hanslick Girls? Are those the things you're yeah, referencing? Yeah. yeah, promote yourself. Feel free to shout out. Is there anything else you're working on? <laughs> right now, uh, right now, no, just the, the Love Labor's Lost thing, which uh, I think the, the first part of that comes out July 10th. Um, and that's just the, the virtual portion of it. And then we will actually, we'll be filming in person with like some pretty strict guidelines in terms of distancing. Um, we'll be filming the second portion of it, I think sometime in August. So the first, so part one comes out, uh, like maybe in like, what is that, like two weeks or so? Um, and then the other part will come out later than that. But, uh, but yeah, Little Brains Theater, Little Brain Theater's uh, Love Labor's Lost Adaptation, which I will be in, which has been really fun. Um, but yeah, check out Able as well. Uh, check out Humor for Hope. They do they do great work. I think they said that they want to um, get back into volunteering in some hospitals soon, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely donate um, and to any you know Oprah Project and all the like. There's there's so there's so much good and you know research on what you think is important and, and give your reverence and hopefully maybe some money too. Well, thank you for uh, doing this interview. Oh gosh, of course. This is lovely. I hope I did our <laughs> Oh yeah, you've had a lot of great things to say um, and it's been great hearing your perspective as a professional comedian, actor. And um, yeah, thank you for being on. Yes, thank you. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. Support for our show comes from Michigan State University's College of Arts and Letters. Special thanks to Net Angelini for the interview. Links to Abel's website, as well as Humor for Hope, are available in the show notes.